strap on the boots and scrape up the knuckles. Oh, what a hit! He got jacked. This is the Big Red Raid. Presented by Santan Ford in Gilbert. Murray's going to score. Touchdown. Slammed to the ground by Buda Baker. Like a torpedo, he came flying into the backfield. <laughs> the Rage is brought to you by Santan Ford in Gilbert. Are you Santan Ford? State Farm. Talk to an agent today at 800-STATE-FARM. And by Arizona Cardinals Podcasts. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts. Rising, vision blurring, rage taking over. Here's Paul Calvisi. Get the popcorn ready. It's gonna be a show. And Ron Wolfley. It doesn't get any better than that. Unleash the fury! When it comes to regular season NFL football games, it doesn't get any better than last Sunday in Chicago for one Ron Wolfley. You got that right, Bully. Yeah, let us count the ways here, Wolf, okay? You stop me when I'm wrong. Okay. One, the conditions. Yeah. <laughs> wet, cold, windy. Did I mention wet? Polly, I mean, we're going to put that in the plus column. Long, slick grass, right? Erasing <laughs> a lot of that athleticism, as you say, bringing everyone down to the level of a wedge-busting fullback, right? That's, that's exactly right, Polly. And never forget this. The blurt badge, of course, Paul. You know, one part blood, two parts dirt. You mix it for 30 seconds and then let it stand on your jersey. Speaking of two, number two, yeah. uh, you got to watch Jordan Hicks do his Dick Butkus, Mike Singletary, Brian Urlacher impression at Soldier Field, <laughs> your NFC Defensive Player of the Week, 13 right. tackles, two sacks, two tackles for loss. Number three, and I might be burying the lead here, play calling. 35 runs versus a paltry 15 passes. That was a beautiful thing right there, Polly. Honestly, right now, are you kidding me? We can be whatever we need to be to win on that day. That's all I could think of. Cliff Kingsbury said that's the fewest attempted passes by any game he's been involved in since flag football in sixth grade. And he didn't crack a smile. I think he was serious. And then, and then, uh, and this might be in reverse order of importance. Um, speaking to the play caller, there he was when he was dialing up all those runs and shunning the pass. While, by the way, wearing a hat with 1920 on it. How fitting was that? Because that's Beautiful. where the game plan was, circa 1920. While he was doing all that, in the fourth quarter, he was spitting up blood as he, as he was spitting out the play calls. Honestly, right now, Polly, I just think that image right there, it's something I'm not going to forget anytime soon. I know you're not going to either. Just the, the entire reputation of Cliff Kingsbury. And then you go ahead and you juxtapose exactly what you just said right there in this gloomy, rainy, drizzly, freezing dirty day in Chicago, Illinois, at Soldier Field, and then all of a sudden you've got your coach out there, and he's looking dogged. He's looking like a guy that is out there in the rain, he's all wet, and he's spitting blood. It doesn't get much better than that, Paul, I'm just saying. So you can take your marquee Monday night football matchup and the bright lights and the prime time and the perfect field conditions and the climate control, and it won't compare, at least for Wolf to last Sunday in Chicago is our point as we start the Big Red Rage 
featuring DJ Humphreys tonight. How good does it sound, right, when we say DJ Humphreys is back in the Big Red Rage where he belongs? How about that? That's fantastic, Paulie. It really is. He's one of my favorites. And the thing that makes him one of my favorites is he plays the game the way that it should be played. It doesn't mean he goes out and he's perfect. It, do, it doesn't mean that he, he never gets beat. It doesn't mean that he's always doing his job. It just means you better believe he's brawling you all the way down to the grass. That's what he is. He's a dog through and through, one of my favorite players. By the way, remind me to ask him. It was a moment in the second half, and he, he got dinged up a little bit, little bit, and he was slow getting up, and he came to the sideline, and they actually called a timeout. So he didn't miss a snap. And I think that was at the behest of his quarterback. I don't think Kyler Murray had any interest in taking a single snap minus his franchise left tackle, DJ Humphreys. I'm going to ask DJ about that right after we hear from Kyler Murray on his return and what he told Fox Sports on the field after the win in Chicago. I was a little rusty. Um, you know, obviously the weather conditions, you know, d- didn't really help as much. But proud of the team, man. It felt good to be back with these guys. Uh, offensive, defensive, uh, special teams, collective. You know, we played complimentary football, and it was, like I said, it was good to be back. So we had two passing touchdowns. He had two rushing touchdowns. And this is the most ridiculous stat to me. 11 completions in yeah. his 15 attempts <laughs> to eight different receivers. Unbelievable, Bali. Still spreading the ball, and that is... That is a common theme. We have seen that all season long, that Kyler Murray was going to go out and spread the ball. It was something we were really talking about early in the season. In the first half of the season, the way Kyler Murray went out and spread the ball. And even even in that cold, drizzly day at Soldier Field, to your point, 11 passes completed to eight different guys, man. I... Listen, you know what I also love, Polly? Just listen to the tone in his voice after the game when talking about the game. Is is he down in the dumps that he only got 123 yards passing? Is he down in the dumps that he only completed 11 passes? Man, he he's happy. He's content. It's all about winning with Kyler Murray, and that's what I love and appreciate about the kid. You're talking about a guy who right now leads the NFL in completion percentage and passer rating. Oh. And, and, and you still have to worry about his legs. In fact, Cliff Kingsbury, just because Wolf, did we not cite during the radio broadcast, like, man, he's got some acceleration. Those legs do look fresh. And here's what Cliff Kingsbury said about that. When he's um, feeling it like that and using those legs, I mean, I think he's the most dangerous weapon in, in the NFL. And we just got to get him back comfortable, get him back in a rhythm, and uh, got to try and play at a really high, high level the remainder of the season. The most dangerous weapon in the NFL. Period. That's what Cliff Kingsbury told us in the postgame radio interview after Kyler Murray and the Cardinals went out. Fifth straight game on the road, by the way. No turnovers. Yeah, Polly. No turnovers. That is just unthinkable to me. Five straight games on the road. You do not turn the ball over. Polly, you're, you're not going to lose a lot of games. When you've got Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, when you have the talent the Arizona Cardinals have, if you had to look at one stat, if they don't turn the ball over, they're not going to lose a lot of games. That's that's not going to happen. And I just want to say this about Kyler Murray as well. You were talking about the highest completion percentage in the National Football League, the highest passer rating, quarterback rating is what I call it, in the National Football League. But you know what else? He's got the best yards per attempt in the National Football League. Is that a big deal? That, Seriously, Paulie, I mean, that is that is a, a big, big deal to you? Yes, it is a big deal because he's got the highest completion percentage. And yet he's throwing the ball. It is yards per attempt. It means he's pushing the ball down the field. He's not just dinking and dunking his way. It matters to me, yes. 
You're right. When you pair those two together, yes. that, is, that is significant. The highest completion percentage and the highest yards per attempt. Correct. I mean, yeah. Paulie, it just it speaks so much to who Kyler Murray is. And, and once again, the development of this young man into a franchise quarterback where we have seen him beat teams with his brain. Not just his legs, not just his arm, his brain. We've seen it, we've witnessed it, and he's only developing and growing and getting better. Don't make me say it again. Come for the arms, stay for the legs. Fear the mind is where Kyla Murray is right now. He met the media today, and you know what? There is one box left to check. The Arizona Cardinals are 10-2 and on the season. They are 7-0 and on the road. They are 4-0 and in the division, but they are just 3-2 and at home. Here's Kyler. I think that has to be, you know, uh, different than it has been. But, you know, you look at our record on the field on the road, 3-2 and at home. Uh, our closer games have been at home. Um, start slow at home. You know, there's a lot of things we talk about at home that we don't do on the road, so... I think we, like you said, we gotta um, somehow bring that type of energy, and it's got to be different because what we what we've been doing hasn't uh, hasn't been working. Every player this week has brought up the home record, mm. and I'm guessing that's because the head coach has brought up the home record and some lackluster performances. Yeah, we know there's something wrong there. We know there's no denying it. You play so much better on the road than you play at home. Each player's got to look inside of himself and say, why is that? For me, Paulie, I think it's because they have so much talent. They have so much talent on this team. I've talked about it many, many times. And I think a lot of times when you're at home, it says, man, we're really talented. We're really good. We're sitting here at 10-2. and Um, All is well. (laughs) All is well. You don't have to go out there and (laughs) be desperate to get a win, right, Paul? All is well. I think, think, again, Roy Green did not have to be... (sighs) He did not have to be prepared to do his job the way I had to be prepared to do my job because Roy was so talented. He could be laughing at you as he ran by you for the third time that day, scoring yet another touchdown. That was how good he was. But again, I think they have to be intentional about it. And that's why I like what Kyler Murray just said. We've got to, he's acknowledging the fact that there's a problem. Now all of a sudden you have the opportunity to overcome that problem. We'll see if DJ Humphreys has a theory, right? I mean, he, he's very, he by his own admission, you know, he's great at the power of observation. So we'll see if maybe he's gleaned something about the Cardinals at home. He is up next. Episode 10 of Cardinals Folk Tales entitled Nine More, available now on the Cardinals YouTube channel, youtube.com slash azcardinals. The uh, story of former Cardinal safety Rashad Johnson losing the tip of his finger during that game in 2013. Wow. And you can also check out the original podcast by searching Cardinals Folk Tales wherever you get your podcasts. We continue with the Big Red Rage. DJ Humphreys next, brought to you by Santan Ford and Gilbert. The Cardinals will go for it four minutes in. Fourth and two on the Bears' 20. Back to throw goes Kyler. Looks right, throws a deep ball right side in the end zone, and it's caught. It's a touchdown. Touchdown, DeAndre Hopkins. Kyler Murray with the dime on fourth down. Murray takes the shotgun snap. Straight drop back. Flushed out of the pocket. Rolling right, being chased. He talks. He runs at the five, and he heads to the corner, and he's into the end zone for the touchdown. Kyler back to throw. Fires right side. What a catch by Moore at the 20. Runs right to the 10 to the five. It's Connor, actually, into the end zone for the touchdown. James Connor stabbing a ball that was an errant pass. It looked like it was going to go over his head. He grabbed it with 
with his left hand, and then he ran down the right sideline into the end zone for the touchdown, and the Cardinals lead it 20-7. Snap to Murray. He keeps it again, runs right. He's at the five, and he walks into the end zone for his second rushing touchdown, and the Cardinals just put the Bears away. You know what's complimentary football, Ron Wolfley? When your defense has four takeaways, and that results in three touchdowns and a field goal, and it gets even better because if you take those drives and the three touchdowns and a field goal, it was a total yardage of 76 yards to go ahead and accomplish the three touchdowns and the field goal by a Cardinals offense. So right now is the number three scoring offense in the NFL, top 10 in total offense, top 10 in rushing, and number two in rushing touchdowns. And I know someone who likes the sound of that stat. (laughs) The longest tenured Arizona Cardinal on this roster and the former player host of the Big Red Rage, none other than DJ Humphreys joining us. DJ, how we doing? Hey, man, I'm doing good, man. I appreciate y'all having me back, man. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while, DJ. No doubt about it, man. Thank you so much for joining us. Really do appreciate it, my goodness. Ten and two, brother. Ten and two. It's got to feel so right. Oh, yeah, it feels good, man. I'll be, I'll be lying if I said it didn't. Uh, I, feel like, I feel like if you've been a fan or if you've been around for a while, we, 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 deserve, we deserve this one. <laughs> What's most gratifying about it? When you say been around a while, do do you go back to some of those early years? You know, your first few years in the league. Is that what you think of automatically? Yeah, I think I think of 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 when I came into the league. You know, going to the NFC Championship as a rookie and not playing, it made me feel like, yeah, this is like what you do. Like you just go to the playoffs and like every year you have a chance to win the Super Bowl. So like, it, it, I was fooled to think that that's just what happens and it doesn't take hard work and it doesn't take building and, and, and stuff like that. So to be here at this point where where we have, we're 10-2 and we have so much, you know what I mean, we have everything that we want is right in front of us. It feels good to be, be been here over the last few years and seeing what things, how, how we've evolved to what we are now. DJ, you got bumped up, nicked up a little bit. I'm sure you got nicked up before earlier in the season. You're never feeling like you're 100% at this point of the season, but How's the body feel overall here in December? You know, it's it's funny. My body feels really good. I I, I joke around. I tell people all the time, like, man, I really feel twenty seven. And they're like, how old are you? I'm, like, I'm twenty seven. They're like, well, shouldn't you feel that way? I say, like, no, I'm a football player. You know, we age in dog years. So that's a good I point. Six right now, you know. <laughs> hey, when you got when you were a little slow to get up, and you came to the sideline, Cliff Kingsbury called a timeout. And this is just my observation. Now, you're the expert at the power of observation, Deej. And you, you talk about your powers of going to Walmart and so forth and people watching. But but this is just me. It didn't look like your quarterback wanted any part of even a single snap without his franchise left tackle. That was my take. What do you think? Hey, you said that, not me. Remember, yeah, everybody remember that Paulie said that. It wasn't me that said that. <laughs> Which part are you talking about? The Walmart part or the part about the, the quarterback? The cube, By the way, the cube, right? the Walmart was all me. I take full responsibility for Walmart. <laughs> by, the, by the way, speaking of shopping, uh, you know, we buried the lead here. What do the kids want? I mean, come on, what do the kids want? What are you shopping for? What's the big item for the kids this holiday season? They both getting cold. Both of them getting cold. <laughs> not because t- not because they not because they've been bad. Just solely because I'm not getting them anything for Christmas. They're just yeah. they're just. 
they, they need. I may take them somewhere and we give back or something for Christmas. No, I'm kidding. I, I'll probably get them something. Uh, I, I know my my daughter and my son both. They've been they've been on my head about a a, a play set. They want a play oh, set yeah. so bad. Oh yeah, something so, you could join in on, right, Hump? I mean, maybe <laughs> a little yeah, something. something. Break down I, don't, and get it. I don't know. Does it does it support a three hundred pounder? Hey, it better. That's the only way I can get in my backyard. If it's supposed to, if it's O line friendly, that's the only way I can make it in my backyard. Listen, the guys got to be able to turn on the slide too now. Yeah, <laughs> talk to me about your season personally. I'm talking about not the team, not the unit. I'm talking about you personally right now. How is the season going for you? How are you developing? How are you growing? How are you getting better? Uh, I feel like it's been it's been. Uh... It's been going pretty good for me. I, have, I feel like I had some ebbs and flows early on, just kind of trying to get my foot under myself and kind of fill things out. But now that things have been kind of going on, I feel like I've been getting better and better every week. I feel like I've been getting better and better every week, and every week I'm finding something. My technique is is sinking in, and it's feeling it's feeling like myself more and more every week, and I feel like that's a good feeling with the trajectory that we're going at. You know what I mean? Still being able to mm-hmm. go out and get these wins and play and play well. And still feel like I can improve. I can improve, and there's more that I can be doing, and I can be doing better. I feel like that's a good, that's a good sign for for where we're going as a team. I mean, there have been eight different starting O line combinations, but you have been the rock. You have been mm-hmm. the constant. I mean, that's pretty impressive, right? I mean, you guys have a deep O line room when you've been able to change parts out, and boom, this team is still ten and two. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 unlike, unlike anything I've ever been a part of. Um, I think anybody that's a, a fan of the Cardinals or a bit a part of this organization, you you know, historically when we lose key pieces of our offensive line, that's usually the turning point of our season. Um, and that's been the case every year that I've been here. I would say I think that every year when we've had major injuries go on or guys miss a lot of time up front or even even key players aside from the offensive line, we, we, we've that's been kind of the turning point in our season. And um, for us to have that go on so many different times in so many different ways and wrinkles, and still be able to be on this side of to, the, to be on this side of uh, of the standing in the NFL, it's definitely a testament to what's been going on in our building. Hump, you are the number two run rate team in the National Football League. Right? I just by the I, way, Wolf. What I, I confirm that I, I didn't believe you, so I actually confirm <laughs> that with Cardinals media relations that the run rate percentage for the Arizona Cardinals is number two in the NFL. That's just a mind blow. What do you think about that, dude? When I say that, man, you're number two. So much for the pretty boy football. That's exactly what I was just about to say. I was like, man, this is, this is, that's a pretty boy ball right there. But did you take that to heart? Did you guys take that to heart? How proud are you on the offensive line, man, that you are the number two run rate team in the NFL, coming off the ball with a dark heart? I, I, I definitely take take that. Uh, I think that's a big deal. That's something that's very important to me. Uh-huh. Running that ball, man, it, it changes the game. It's something that I didn't really understand as a young player, like, you know, it's just kind of like just call the plays and we just run the plays. You know, that's how it was. as a But, like, now kind of learning the game and learning how players change and how, how running the ball can deter guys from wanting to even be involved in the game. Like, it's crazy how, 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 how big of a difference maker it is when we're doing it and we're doing it at a, at a, at a high efficiency. So it, uh, to hear, even hear those numbers again is it, music to my ears. Man. Well, speaking of run game and difference maker and, and numbers, how about James Conner? 14 total touchdowns, a dozen rushing 
touchdowns, what he calls bully ball. I know what you guys embrace up front. And and then he had the catch and the run, the one-handed grab. And uh, we asked Cliff Kingsbury about that after the game. And, and here's what he said about James Conner. That's got to be Sports Center Player of the Week, right? Yeah. That was unbelievable. Yeah. Catches it one hand, he breaks a tackle, and then goes for a touchdown. I mean, I had to run down there and give him a hug because I'm like, that is insane. You know, a third down, too. So he's been just a godsend for us, um, especially with Chase out, being able to shoulder the load like he has offensively. He just continues to get better and better. DJ, we see James Conner. What don't we see? What don't we hear in the mm. huddle and on the sideline? Because, I mean, he said, you know what, if my mindset is contagious, so be it. But I, from what I could tell, guys really feed off him. Man, it's, it's, it's one of those things that it's, it's hard not to feed off of. Like, it, he gets in this mode where he, he gets this look on his face, and, and you can tell he just wants to just, just run his face into somebody else. It's, like, it's, it's, it's the craziest thing. But it, it's, it's one of those things that, like you said, like, it's infectious in the huddle. Like when I see him get like that, it like it turns. It, it, it gets me so turned up, and then you, I can see it happen to everybody else. I seen Kyler. He stiff on the. He stiff on the guy at the sideline. I just seen Kyler like get like you know what I mean like <laughs> like bustle up on the like as he's jogging to the line. I'm like, yeah, this is this is like this is what ball is about. This is you running the ball so hard, you get your, you get your quarterback involved, and then you get him excited. That's a big deal, you know. So uh, James has been man. He's been a load for us, man. That uh, I watched that Joker. Still form a guy so hard, and then I looked up and I saw that he was a six-five, two hundred and sixty-pound DN, and I was like, "This is, this is normal." Um, <laughs> this it, ain't what you get after you know, running a meal back. Does it listen? Do, does it do anything to you guys on the offensive line? We've talked about this in the past, but I mean, to what degree does it get you even more locked in, even more focused, even more ferocious? coming off the ball when you got James Conner behind you? Does it do anything to you at all, or is that just going to be the way you always approach it? Yeah, you know you know me. I, I, I pretty much I, I get, I run that, that ball. Every time we run the ball, I get out there, and I, I feel like, you know, the ball is coming behind me. It doesn't matter if I'm on the back side or not, so I'm, I'm, I'm going crazy. But when you get a play, when you get a guy like James, and you, I run, a, I run a, 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 a toss with him, or I should say a power, pretty much a tackle power with him, and he, he's, I can feel him grabbing the back of my jersey, guiding my block like I'm in high school again. It definitely does something. Like it, it definitely gets you, gets your skin, your skin rolling a little bit, and gets you, gets you fired up. Huh. So uh, that's what that's what I say about about that guy. It's like I'm, I'm usually one of those guys that's a self starter, and he gets me fired up. Yes, <laughs> Hump. I mean, this is the one thing I got to tell you honestly because I, I was I. I was in the NFL only because I was able to manufacture desperation, right? Yeah. And and yet yeah. I blocked for Jerome Bettis. I blocked for Jerome Bettis, man. And when I knew Jerome was in the eye behind me, I it focused me even more, even more than I, I thought I could it. be focused for that very reason. I can well, tell you, it's the exact same feeling. You know, and we're on board with DJ Humphreys here. Uh, it's all about you, brought to you by Santan Ford. You mentioned that at some points in some games, defensive fronts are like, you know what, I'm done. You know, I, I, we're, we're, and think about it. There have been games where you guys have finished off with long drives, put, where you've held time of possession and you've run the ball primarily. So without naming names, there's definitely been some defenses have been like, you know, enough, no moss. Yeah. It's definitely, it's definitely been some guys that have hung it up a lot, a lot, and, it, and it's, it's something that that I, that we kind of hang our hat on, and we really, we really enjoy, it. you know, what I mean, seeing guys come out of being 
being who they are, who they're portrayed to be, to start the game and then watching the end of the game, seeing them not want any parts of what we're trying to put out there. Well, think about it. The Cardinals are trying to sweep an L.A. Rams team. They dismantled in week four, 37-20. It wasn't even that close. And, Wolf, we all remember that game-sealing drive, a dozen plays, 11 runs, and a Matt Prater field goal. Oh, my goodness. It was a thing of beauty. In fact, it's right here. 12 plays, 94 yards, 11 runs, and then the field goal. It took eight and a half minutes off the clock. And that is not the first and probably won't be the last time the Cardinals have done that this year. Can you feel that, buddy? (laughs) Hey, choose the best seat options that best fit your needs. Single game, group tickets, club-level seating, priority list, and more. Go to azcardinals.com slash tickets. That's azcardinals.com slash tickets for all the information. We continue with DJ Humphreys. Franchise left tackle on the Big Red Rage, presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. We are Santan Ford. Let's start that off as Bruce Arians. That's what I'm talking about. Dead Murray and shotgun snapped a collar to tiny little short set. See how I did that? Short set, little bit. Now throwing deep far side and it's pulled in at the five yard line. Right. Hold <laughs> on, I gotta grab myself a Crown Royal here. Have a little sippy dippy. <laughs> Little sippy dippy daddy, noopsy doo, dipperoo. Finish the call as Jack Nicholson. AJ Green, just too strong, too big, too athletic. (laughs) Do Tracy Morgan. Oh, what a great read by Kyler Murray to throw the ball. Say it as Morgan Freeman. What a great read by Kyler Murray to throw the ball. You've got a scarecrow on a stick. (laughs) Put it out there. Let him go get it. That's exactly what AJ Green did. Can you do it? As Liam Neeson. What a great read by Kyler Murray to throw the ball. You've got a scarecrow on a stick. (laughs) Put it out there. Let him go get it. That's exactly what A.J. Green did. Is that your line, by the way, scarecrow on a stick? Yeah, Paul. Yeah. I tell you what. Frank says it so much better. Yeah, the, oh. the uber-talented Frank Caliendo. Oh, my goodness. Frankie. I tell you, you want a good time? Yeah, just go to the Day Patch podcast and dial up the Frank Caliendo edition. That's oh. just nonstop laughs. I, honestly, the this season, the only uh, people having a better time is at Cardinals postgame locker room. I mean, uh, DJ Humphreys is with us here on the Big Red Rage, a reunion show of sorts, but especially on the road. DJ, I mean, you know, the, the music's pumping, and you could just hear. I mean, I've heard chants of undefeated from the Cardinals visiting locker room after games. I mean, just take us inside and what the chemistry is like on this team. Man, it's, the, the chemistry is, is – is, uh, I can't it's, – it's unmatched, man. I'm going to be honest with you. The chemistry on this team is unmatched. Um, that locker room is so much fun, man, especially after that win. It's, it's, it almost turns into a club in there, man. Like, D-Hop gets on the music, man. Like, you know, get on the music, one of them guys. And then it goes all the way from, from us being turned up right after the game to to old school right before we head out to the buses, man. It's, 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 it's a fun time. I can't even sit here and lie to you like it's not. We have so much fun on that bus. You know, I'd like, in that sorry, Dage. I'd like to ask you Please personally, go. I'd like to ask you personally, if if you feel the outside noise, and I'd also like to ask you collectively, if you guys are aware of the outside noise, one way or the other, good or bad, how much are you guys listening to that? I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a big Netflix guy, so I, I always miss the like news, people talking about us on TV. 
Okay. So I always, because I'm pretty much, I'm only on like Netflix and Amazon and stuff like that. Most part, I'm not watching cable. So I, I usually miss it. So it really and, doesn't uh, matter to you personally. Yeah. It yeah. really don't, it really don't catch me. It really don't catch me much, honestly. Um, I never, it's, it's just something I never, my dad like kind of tricked me into that when I was young and, and, and coming up, started playing sports. I just never really like watched it, like paid attention to what they were saying about us or, or, or anything that like, I just never even watched it. So I never really got into doing it or even sitting down watching it. I'm one of the guys that don't sit down and watch ESPN all day. I'm not even going to sit here and lie like I do. <laughs> How about collectively? I'll binge watch a TV show though in a, in a heartbeat. And I tell you what, you know what? You're probably better off for that. Just your own mental health. There, there, there's no doubt about it. Yeah. And 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 you know what? There's a lot of, shall we say, uh, misinformation slash ignorance. I think about this team still in a lot of ways. We don't get into all of it, but I think it's important because on Monday night, everyone's going to get a look for the second time. The last time they saw the Arizona Cardinals, the only time on national TV was against Green Bay, and it didn't go the Cardinals' way. So now it's Monday night. And, and, you know, Kyler said today that something has to change when it comes to home games. How would you diagnose the 3-2 and two home record? And more importantly, when Cliff Kingsbury says, you know what, the energy isn't quite the same at home like it's been on the road. Uh, I think he, he's, not, he's, not, uh, he's not saying it wrong. I think that's a fact. It's not the same. Um, I think that that's we're actively trying to figure that out and I think that's the that's the big thing. Getting started fast and getting that same vibe recreated in our locker room is, is kinda what we're trying to we're trying to find that, that sweet spot for us. And I think we're going to. We just have to keep we have to, we don't have a choice honestly. We just gotta keep focus on it and, and, and figuring out that way to get it done. Cause they're gonna keep coming. Did you, do you think other guys in that locker room collectively, do you think they, they're paying a lot of attention to it? Do you guys talk about it, what people are saying I don't about think you? So, you don't think so? I, yeah, I honestly don't think so. Um, I just don't get that vibe. And we have a young, a younger team, you know. I, I, like, it's not as old as it was in 2015, I would say. Um, and I still feel like guys are not as dialed into the outside world as as, as, as I thought they would be. Well, after the, after the game, Zach Allen, after his his unbelievable one-handed interception, right, and he's been playing some ball, man, the last six games. And uh, afterwards, I asked him, all right, just in, in terms of your own team, your own locker room, and the confidence level, where does it stand right now, Zach? It's hard not to have confidence, especially when you're on the field and you look at the guys that you're playing with. I mean, across every single position, you have, you know, Pro Bowl caliber studs, all pros, whatever it is, future Hall of Famers. So, I mean, this is definitely the most fun I've had. I know for a lot of guys, you'll get that same answer. So, you know, the, the, the cool thing is that we can be so much better, I think. So we still have yet to play a complete perfect game. And, you know, that's what we're striving for. And I, I think, you know, we're not too, too far away from that. Yeah, that's what you guys are chasing, right? I mean, that self-motivation yeah. is, a, is a team, DJ, right? You guys are still searching that complete game from start to finish. Yeah, I think, I think that's, that's the – is that hit it, head, hit it right on the head. It's like it, it's, it's, it's one of those things that, that makes me so optimistic because we, we win games and we do all the, the stuff that and people are excited about it and we're watching film with our head down because it's like, hey, we, we left this out there, we left this out there, we could have hit this, and – that's the thing is like we still haven't played the game that we want to play yet, and we look up and we're still ten and two. So it's, it's we just got to keep that same mentality of trying to get a week better and, and trying to be better than we were the day before, and just staying focused in that light. And I think it's, it's going to be nothing but 
we're great in the sports if we can do that. Hump, when I watch tape of the Rams, it, that box is really tightened up. That front seven has really tightened up an awful lot in regard to the run. Yeah. Earl, earlier in the year, man, I mean, they were not as good as as they have been in the past. Certainly not as good as they were in 2020. But now, when I juxtapose the beginning of the season to what I'm seeing now, it really has tightened up a lot. Would you agree with that? And what else has changed with this defense? Oh, definitely. Definitely. I, I, I would definitely agree with that a lot. Um uh, when you when you watch that, it's definitely not the same defense that we played that first that first go around, and, and we we can't walk out there thinking that that's that's the one we're gonna get because it's definitely a it definitely looks a lot different when you watch them on film. Um, you know they've added a few pieces uh, since we they they traded a few guys added a few pieces since the last time we played, and uh, you can definitely see it, it coming to to light for them. But we just like I said, we get out there and, and, and play our style of ball and, and try to neutralize all that. First time around, when you guys went to L.A. and won 37-20, Aaron, Aaron Donald ended up with the worst pass rushing grade of his career for a single game. What was the formula there, and can you replicate that on Monday night? Yeah, I think I think, uh, I think we just and, uh, and, and, and went with it and, and made it hard for those guys. I think that's we just got to do the same thing again to, to replicate that same thing because you know it doesn't happen often. So we got to make sure we get out there and do the same thing. Hump, do you think that James Conner has changed Cliff Kingsbury's philosophy? Do you think? Do you think that James Conner has maybe opened the eyes of Cliff Kingsbury a little bit? Because I, I listen to Cliff talk about James Conner, and he talks about James Conner as if man, he really was an eye opener. Not only the fact that he would pound the ball, of course, but a guy that could come out of the backfield and make great plays and great catches. Do you think James Conner has brought a little bit of that physicality to life for Cliff Kingsbury? Uh, I, I definitely hope so. I definitely think like when you when you see him, his eagerness, when James is in that mode, it seems like Cliff can tell. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I, 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 definitely, I definitely think they're feeding off each other, and it's something, it's something awesome to watch because – I'm on the I'm on the positive end of it. I get the I get the run block, and I really enjoy that. So. <laughs> hey, you guys talked about how the Rams' defense is different from Game One, Week Four. One big difference: the addition of Von Miller. So, what does that mean for your offensive line when you get a Hall of Famer like that added midseason to the Rams? Yeah, man, it's it's, it's definitely. Uh, I guess I, I see what teams go through when they deal with us trying to figure out how they, who they're going to double. D Hopper AJ, you know, <laughs> it's it's kind of that it's kind of that same dynamic go to flip side for me. Um, but it, it, it's definitely those guys give you a, a heck of a challenge, like you said. Both of those guys are two. You know, what I mean, we know we're going to be Hall of Famers, and uh, them being on the same. I, I saw one clip of them like uh, Aaron Donald at the four eye and and and, and Vaughn at the outside linebacker spot. I was like, wow, that's that's something that's something that you would normally see in a Pro Bowl, and that's <laughs> that's their base package. <laughs> You know, Hump, you guys don't talk an awful lot about the number one seed, do you? It's it's more like the next game. You guys, I don't know if I've ever been around a team that seems so hyper-focused as you guys are. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I would. And it's, I think that's one of my favorite things about our team is, like, everybody's focused on right now. Nobody's really got their their eyes set on the future or what's going to happen or, or what's, what's going to go. 
it's all about right now this play this and that's that seems like that's all that anybody's focused on and that's, that's that's one of my favorite things about our team everybody's right now when we're at practice we're focused on practice when we're in the game we're focused on the game we're not looking ahead we're not looking back it's, it's it right now and that's that i love that about our team well if you go one and zero on monday you win you're in to the playoffs mm. how's that sound that sounds awesome. That sounds awesome. This will be my first opportunity to to to, to it'll be my first time going and playing in the playoffs. So I'm, I'm excited, man. This is this is everything I can hope for. You know what it sounds like to me? A bunch of dogs barking. That's what it sounds like to me. Deej, thank you so much yeah. for joining us, buddy. You know it, man. I appreciate y'all having me, man. It's been a while. I'm glad to be back. I know. Good to be here with y'all. Hey. Appreciate it, DJ. We always love spending time with you and getting the insight and chopping it up. And all the best. You know, happy holidays to the kids. You, you got to work respect, on that play man. set for the backyard, so we'll let you go. Please. You got to get out there and, and, and place that order there. So that's good. That's uh, great to have DJ Humphreys on. We'll continue with the Big Red Rage. We'll get into the Rams in depth when we come back. All brought to you by Santan Ford and Gilbert. We are Santan Ford. You came into L.A. today, and you dominated the Rams. The Cardinals slay the Dragon. Sean McVay finally goes down against Arizona after an 8-0 record. The Cardinals beat the Rams and beat them soundly in Los Angeles by the final score of 37-20 behind an MVP-caliber performance by their franchise quarterback, Kyler Murray, the Red Sea was in L.A., and as he left the field, they started chanting MVP, MVP, just like they did in other games this year, including the most recent game at Chicago. Red Sea representing and chanting MVP as Kyler left in that Rams game. How about 464 total yards? Cardinals ran it 40 times for 216 mm. yards. That's 5.4 yards a tote. And after the opening punt, they scored on seven of their next eight possessions. Cardinals won big at L.A. trying to sweep the Rams just like they did the 49ers. We're wrapping up this edition of the Big Red Rage presented by Santan and Ford and Gilbert. Yours truly, Paul Calvisi and Ron Wolfley. You know, for me, Paulie, honestly, coming up this Monday night, would you say this is a big game, Paul? Would you say it's a big game? Because I I think it is the biggest game of the season. Now, they're all going to start getting bigger and bigger as we continue to push towards that number one seed. But I think this is the biggest game of the season here, Paul. You could argue. You could argue week four was the biggest game. You could argue week one, in my opinion, was the biggest game and the tone you set and what you established out of the gates and how many doubters there were going into Tennessee. But, yeah, considering this is on national TV, you have a chance to clinch a playoff spot. You yes. haven't done it since 2015. And sweep a Rams team that had been 8-0 and against you under Sean McVay until this season. Yes, go 5-0 and in the division, Paulie. And not only that, too, once again, we all know you're 3-2 and at home. <laughs> you're 7-0 and on the road and you're 3-2 yep. and at home you got to do something about your home field and the home field advantage right here i just there's so many variables that come into play why this is a big game coming up here so i i'm not really worried about kyler murray i'm not worried about him i i think big games are in his dna now he's gonna have to go prove it paul he's gonna have to go prove it by playing well but i'm not really worried about kyler murray i think he's gonna play very very well if I were a Ram, though, 
I might be looking at Matthew Stafford and wondering if Matthew Stafford is, in fact, that guy. Is he really going to get us over the hump? Now, Matthew Stafford has had a very, very good season, of course, early in the season. I think he was an MVP candidate. As a matter of fact, I think he was the MVP candidate. Right now, I think that arc, that arrow, has become declivitous. I don't think he's an MVP candidate the way that he was, of course. But I'm going to be watching Matthew Stafford very closely to see how he plays in this big game. Well, they had a three-game losing streak, and he threw a pick six in every single game. Yes, So three straight games with a pick six, whereas, for example, Aaron Rodgers has thrown three pick sixes in his entire career. (laughs) So that has dogged Matthew Stafford, his ability to win big games. Yes, that and this obviously is a big game. In the last four games, they have turned the ball over seven times, the Rams, and Stafford has been involved in six of those turnovers right there. So, yes, I honestly, I believe there are guys that are looking at him inside the locker room because, no offense to Matthew Stafford, he's got all the ability in the world. Um, I have so much respect for him and the player that he is, but when you want to get down to it and what people say about Matthew Stafford, the one question mark they had is could he win big games? Was he tough enough? And I'm not talking about physically tough. I'm talking about tough in his soul. Was he tough enough to withstand the the pressure of a big game? And we're going to find out. I'm yeah. very interested to see how he plays. Yeah, well, he's going against a top-five scoring defense in the NFL, while Kyler Murray is going against Aaron Donald and company, the new addition Von Miller, Jalen Ramsey, obviously, top corner in the league. Here's Kyler on that challenge. Man, that's just uh, that's kind of what you – you know, I didn't sign up for it, but that's, you know, that's, that's – you know, you get drafted to the Arizona Cardinals, I mean, the first thing you think about is, damn, <laughs> you already know who you got to go against. He's talking about 99, <laughs> in particular Aaron Donald right there. I felt you know, that, Paul. Yeah, you know, so look, here's the thing that was interesting about their win against the Jags. And yeah, they beat them 37-7. to Forget the final score, forget the opponent. It was all about what the Rams did. They came out, and on their first possession, their first snap, they went into a jumbo set. They had an extra offensive lineman out there, and they started running the ball straight ahead. They started changing up their personnel groups. Until that Jacksonville game last week, they had run more three wide receiver sets as a percentage of plays than any team in the league. They basically went back to the Todd Gurley days. Yes. And and, and so they're taking a page. Maybe Sean McVay. For everybody who said when the Cardinals hired Cliff Kingsbury, oh, they're trying to duplicate the Sean McVay. No, maybe it's the other way around right now. Or, you know what, Sean McVay's looking over the block wall into the Cardinals' backyard and taking a look at what Cliff Kingsbury's doing. Yeah, the Arizona Cardinals, they have the highest quarterback rating in the league right now. And, again, I think it's an excellent measurement of how a human being is actually playing the quarterback position. Kyler Murray has the highest quarterback rating in the National Football League. The Rams' defensive quarterback rating, which is very, very important, it takes into account your coverage, how buttoned up you are in the back end, how well you tackle, and how well you you pressure quarterbacks as well. They're number seven in defensive quarterback rating, but the matchup to me is the quarterback rating number three, Matthew Stafford in the Los Angeles Rams, number three in the National Football League, to number five. The Arizona Cardinals are number 5 defensive quarterback rating. That, to me, Paulie, is going to be the matchup of this game. So, can they make him one-dimensional? Can they shut down the Rams' ability to run the ball and make 
Matthew Stafford one-dimensional because right now, over the last three games, the Rams' run rate has been 31%. Yes, 31%, Paul, where they actually run the ball over the last three games, and 69% they're throwing it. And don't forget, the first time the Cardinals played the Rams, the headline screamed, empty cup. We're talking about Cooper (laughs) Cup, who led the league in every single receiving category and was a complete non-factor in Week 4. Five catches for 64 yards on 13 targets. Yes. And he comes in leading the league and receiving touchdowns and receiving yards. So we'll see how he fares in the rematch. That's going to be the matchup right there. If they can make Matthew Stafford one-dimensional, shut the Rams down from running the ball, and then here we go. Matthew Stafford versus that defensive quarterback rating. Hey, the uh, Dave Pash podcast, by the way, episode 19 available now, featuring ESPN great basketball Hall of Famer Bill Walton. Mm. Okay, this is a singular experience. I saw some of this while it was being recorded. I mean, you got to go to at Pash Pod on Twitter, wherever you get your podcasts, and it is a can't miss Bill Walton and Dave Pash. Special thanks, as always, Jim Almohandro, Mitch Veraldis. Hey, DJ Humphreys was our guest tonight. Monday night is the next stop in prime time for Ron Wolfley on Paul Calvisi. This has been the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. Chaw. Number one, Tyler Murray. You've been listening to the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. Are you Santan Ford? State Farm. Talk to an agent today at 800-STATE-FARM. And by Arizona Cardinals Podcasts. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts. This has been an exclusive presentation of the Arizona Cardinals Football Club.